This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What they know about them Texas boys. You're listening to the most dangerous show in Texas. Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, we're back. It's Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm your host, Eddie Cross. You can find me on Twitter at Eddie Experience, one E in the middle. And joining me as always, the next Speaker of the House of Representatives, Mr. Jordan Wahlberger. Jordan, long time no speak. Eddie, it is great to see you. It is great to be back to talk some fights. I've missed this. I've missed you. I've missed fighting. Uh, It's great to see you, though. You too, man. Yeah, it feels like without UFC fights on the weekends or just some random stuff, I'm lost. Well, we definitely don't get a chance to talk. We, we, We talked a few times. We saw each other in person. I think it had been a few years. Eddie, you came to my choir. I appreciate you doing that. Uh, and uh, it was great. It was great to see you. You saw my family. You saw my parents, my in-laws. Eddie, yeah. this is like uh, this is like introducing you to the family for at the holidays. It's like, hey, man, I even sat next to a friend of yours uh, from your church, I believe. Was it yeah. James, John? Patrick. I, I, Patrick. It was Patrick. Way off. Look, yes. look at me. And, of course, that big Samson auditorium, I. the one person sitting right next to me, because the other side of me, there was a post. The only person sitting next to me, of course, knew Jordan. And you are everywhere. On top of the fact that he knows me, he was into fights. He's yes. big. I have been to, I, I don't know if you've ever been to Buffalo Wild Wings with me with him, but he has been there multiple Not times. He actually wrestled at BYU. And so he had, uh, you know, he had a relationship with, with fighters. We knew some fighters. And so he is obviously into, into mixed martial arts. Uh, Eddie, I want you to look over my shoulder. I don't know if you can uh-huh. see this, but there, there, right there. Is your gift from me? It's Cosmo Cougar. Nice. It's the uh, BYU Cougar and uh, displayed right on the shelves, like I told you it would be. And I appreciate you uh, you send that over to me. Hey man, my pleasure. I'm still trying to find a uh, a shadow box for my moon jersey. Nice. Because yeah, I can't. That's not something you wear. No, you don't wear that. And hold, I can't wait. I'm yeah. hoping to see it in the background. I see some pictures. I don't even know what your pictures are of uh, in your. Uh, they're house. all uh, 311 posters. Okay. 311 Red Rocks. And my uh, Is that a diploma. Okay, there you yeah. go. I didn't, know you actually, didn't actually know you had one. Uh, but oh, uh, come on, yeah. uh, Eddie. How was your Christmas? I haven't had a chance. How was your Christmas? How was your New Year's? Uh, as the as the Grinchiest person there is, uh, <laughs> I, I actually did text you, and uh, you. I think you were like, "This is the worst." Like Eeyore, as Eeyore could be. It wasn't that bad. Uh, it was actually decent. Um, you know, uh, I got a nice new Fire tablet from my sister. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, you know, everyone was, you know, kind of normal. No one ended up in the hospital, which is uh, par for the course for my family. Not because of fights or anything, but more general sicknesses and things. So uh, with that said, it was pretty decent. Although my mom went overboard on the food. I'm like, there's no way we needed $300 worth of barbecue. I'm not sure what she was thinking. She tried to feed an army. And then for New Year's. I ended up way, way out in the country. You see me pointing. Uh, Bartlett is up there um, near between Georgetown and Temple, maybe-ish. That's not too far in the east. country. It was an hour drive. Okay. okay. So, yeah. Um, with an old friend who I used to work with, her and her family, and lots of fireworks, lots of music. Um, I met the next Canelo Alvarez. Um, there aren't too many redheaded Mexicans, Jordan. But I met the next one. Well, that's great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Eddie, I uh, I took up smoking while uh, oh, no. over the uh, over the holiday. Oh no! Now now not smoking smoking, but Meats? smoking meat. Yeah, smoking meat. Nice. I, I smoked another. Well, you turkey. did that turkey for uh, Thanksgiving. Right? I smoked another turkey for Christmas. 
Yeah. We had two turkeys. We bought two turkeys for uh, for Chris for Thanksgiving and then decided to only go with one of them. So we had this 20-pound turkey in our freezer. So we're like, let's let's get that and let's let's do that. And then mm-hmm. I also smoked three rack of ribs. And uh, I don't know if I told you this. I won it at a, like a, at, a, at a Christmas party. I won, you know, three racks of ribs, and so I seasoned them. And uh, <laughs> what kind of party gives away ribs? It was like a, it, that was the white elephant gift that someone brought, and so nice. That's what I brought home, and, and so I, I took them out and I made a great rub, and it was awesome, and, and it worked out. It was a lot of labor of love, uh, but did it was you good. make a great rub? You know, I did. I actually made. It was like a it was like a poultry rub of like parsley, and sage and thyme and rosemary, and then pepper and garlic and it turned out really good uh i was i was impressed i'm i I know it was uh, then i smoked it on on my uh on my traeger i i'm not partial if you tell me that you have a better rub that you want to that you would want me to try i'm I'm happy to do that too oh cool yeah i just um hoping there was more california influence in your rub than utah you know a little uh, more flavorful uh, mine mine came from uh traeger it was it was the recipe on the Traeger app, so okay, yeah, but it's all fresh, and I actually use some of those same herbs for uh, for the turkey on uh, on on Christmas Eve. So uh, nice. And then you went out to Hoot Bartlett. I don't know where that is. Uh, <laughs> I didn't either. My family, Eddie, we decided that we wanted to go to Fredericksburg. Now Fredericksburg okay. is about almost two hours away, right? It's the other direction. And we decided to go on the coldest day. Of winter that I think it was like the Thursday before Christmas when it was it was ten degrees here, but that it was about right. It yeah. was three degrees. It felt like three oh. degrees in Fredericksburg walking around, and so for my eight year old parents, around? it was it was cold. It was a cold day in Fredericksburg. What are you doing walking around with your parents in this? Basically, the snow. You were going to say the it, snow. It may as well have been snow. It was, it was not the snow, but it was still cold. So, uh, but. Uh. It was uh, at the end of the time. We had a great time. Fredericksburg is beautiful and, and, and great little Christmas town. Uh, you, would, you would have loved it as, you know, as the uh, as the resident yeah, Christmas lover. I don't know. You were always out there like singing Christmas songs and like, you know, trying to like, you know, it's funny. Eddie, you know, most people like skip through commercials. Not Eddie. Eddie goes back and watches the Christmas commercials over and over and over again. <laughs> Dude, I am so happy that for at least the next 10 months, I won't have to hear um, pizza, uh, Craig Robinson singing about Pizza Hut. And five breadsticks. That, there's so many of those, especially during NFL games and college games. Oh, my God, I want to shoot myself in the head sometimes. But for the next 11 months, okay, 10. For the next 10 months, don't have to hear any of that. Yes. Uh, I'll well, be a much more peaceful person to be around. People at work will appreciate me more. Seriously, the grinchiness, it follows me. I'm sure. I'm sure it does. All right, Eddie, before we get into it, uh, we'll do a quick recap. I know it's been a week, almost uh, almost a week and a half since Bellator and uh, and Ryzen that happened on, on New Year's Eve. And I know that a lot of people have hit some of the stories. We got a big day. We got to talk about our tappies. We've got to talk about our picks for our awards. It's the tappies. It's coming up in our second round. But anything else that people need to know before we talk about Bellator versus Ryzen? You know what, Jordan? Let's just head to the Saitama Super Arena. It's one place that's actually on my bucket list to see some fights. Let's just go there and uh, give a little bit of shine to Ryzen versus Bellator. Eddie, as much as I love you, Eddie, I'm going to say it like a brother. As much as I love you. Air hugs. There's no way. There's no way you're going to the Saitama Super Super Arena to see a fight. I just just don't see that ever happening. You don't know. Ever happening. I might be 60 when it happens. The Super Arena might be falling down. Okay, but... You don't know that, man. I'm going to go on Just a limb. like you said, I'd never make it to Fight Island. Yeah, well, you didn't make it to Fight Island either. Hey, I've been to MSG. Now, it was for a circus, but still. Well, I will. Be, I, actually, but, I might be at MSG later this month. Oh, I hate you. Cavs-Knicks game. Oh, nice. Well, you know, I've been to SoFi Stadium, been to Red Rocks. I've been places. I couldn't make it to Saitama Super Arena. All right, so All don't right. doubt me. All right. So who was in... The Saitama Super Arena on New Year's Eve, you had Bellator coming across the sea to take on Ryzen. Uh, Bellator did it. Bellator went 5-0. and uh, AJ McKee defeated Roberto D'Souza. I, I thought that kind of put going into it. Patricio Pitbull uh, defeats uh, Kleber Kyoki Erbst. Uh, Kyoji Horiguchi, who's actually, I think, the risen uh, flyweight champion, you know, the lineal flyweight champion still. But he was fighting he was for Bellator. Fighting somehow. for Bellator, but he is because he's in Bellator, right? He left. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's still the lineal champion there. Uh, you had Juan Archuleta 
and then you had Gatsi Rab- Rabadanov. Uh, the coolest part, obviously, for me was seeing these guys with a different rule set. They're coming in. You know, Agent McKee talked about, hey, wanting to try to use some of those stomps. Uh, yeah. Kicks the head you, you, know, you can do. Uh, the, the, the ring, obviously, a little bit diff- different than a cage. That was different. A lot different. But how yeah. about those entrances? AJ McKee, full-on samurai suit. You had Juan Archuleta. He looked good out there. Uh, and at, at the end of the day, it, was, it wasn't great, but it was fun. It was fun to do it. And, and you, you, you like to see that these promotions get together, right? And they, yeah. and they make it happen where uh, you know, they, wanna, they, they make these fights happen, which is fun. And it's what we want to see is to actually see who is the best. So you have, just like boxing, you have different, you know, councils and organizations. And that's why you have the four belts. And it's the same thing now in MMA. You have all these different organizations. And we want to find out who is the best one. Yeah. So, so Ryzen versus Bellator versus uh, one versus UFC. We can make it happen, but it's not going to happen so, Eddie, until they do something like this. I, I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to throw this out at you. I sent this to you a few times. I sent text messages uh, over the holidays, and, and I want to just go through this very quickly. And, and, and I'm going to spring this upon you. I try to ignore those. Yeah, so I'm going to spring this upon you. Real quick, before, right, just yeah. before you do that, by the way, John Dodson yeah. over in Risen. First-round knockout uh, just before the Bellator event at Risen 40. Don't want to forget about him. So I want you to go over, go over to your your Twitter and pull up your messages. Uh, I sent you some. So MMA Mania, they put out over the holidays. They put out, you know, who wins these fights, UFC versus Bellator, in each of these divisions. And I'm not going to go through all of the five, or excuse me, all top ten everywhere. But I am interested in kind of the top three in each of these divisions. And I, I want to start. I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, let's let's start with bantamweights and, and kind of work yeah. our way up. Um, I think the days that you sent these, it was really cold, and I didn't feel like thinking. So I just want to go over these top three <laughs> in each of these divisions, Eddie. So UFC versus Bellator. This is like, hey, what if UFC and Bellator did this? Um, Aljamain Sterling versus Sergio Pettis. Who wins? Aljamain. Sean O'Malley versus Rafian Stotts. You know what? I'm going to go with O'Malley. Is, is Stotts much of a wrestler? I don't remember off the top of my head. Stotts is a wrestler. Okay, then I'm going Stotts. Okay. And then Peter Jan versus Patchy Mix. Jan. Yeah, you know, O'Malley versus Stotts, that that's interesting. Actually, I think yeah. I think you actually go all the way down the top 10 of UFC does beat the top 10 uh, of Bellator. Uh, let me jump over to, gosh, uh, featherweights. So in featherweights, Eddie, we've got, Is- oh, gosh, Islam Makachev versus uh, Usman Nurmagomedov. That one, that one's interesting because, excuse me, let's go featherweight. Excuse me, uh, not lightweight. So but, featherweight. But- you got oh, okay. Alexander Volkanovsky versus Patricio Pitbull. That is the one to see right there, man. Who wins that? That that gives me chills just thinking about that. And the fact that it'll probably never happen makes me want to throw my phone across the room. Um, oh, man. I'm going to go with Volk. I think Volk's I'm, the best fighter go in the with, world. I'm going to go with Pitbull just okay. because I think he's, he's more well-rounded. Interesting. If something does hit the ground. Pitbull's on him like a, well, yeah. Pitbull. All right. Max Holloway versus Adam Borks. Uh, Max. How about Yard Rodriguez versus AJ McKee? I'm going to go with McKee. I kind of would go with McKee there as well. I think that one is actually a really good and fun matchup. Uh, yeah. Eddie, what if we went to lightweight? So this is the one I had mentioned before. Uh, lightweight, you've got Islam Makachev versus Usman Nurmagomedov. Who wins that? Islam versus Usman? Okay. And this probably happens all the time, actually. I'm probably going to go with uh, Islam. I'm going to go with Islam, too. Uh, Charles Oliveira versus Patricky Pitbull? Charles. And then Poirier versus Tofik Musayev? Poirier. Yeah, I'm, I would go with yeah, that as yeah. well. Uh, let's see. Did, did I send you over a welterweight? Do, 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 do. Light heavy. Bantam. I know middle, I have a, I know I have a middleweight. I don't no. Know. Okay, let's just jump to middleweight. Then. You didn't even send me those lightweights you were just talking about. I, I did. I actually pulled it out of there. Alex Pajeta versus really? Johnny Eblen. Oh, Alex. Yeah. Adesanya versus Gegard. Adesanya, I don't think Gegard's big enough to really get There's, him to the ground. I mean, that's not even a question anymore. Gegard's old. Uh, and the, he is, but... Whitaker versus Fabian Edwards, no question. Yeah, no question. 
Uh, all right, and then the last one we think we I sent over was light heavyweight. Uh, that's a little interesting, right? Because we currently don't that have one's a, much more interesting. Yeah, we don't have a champion anymore. Uh, but let's just go with Yuri Prohaska uh, versus Vadim Nemkov. Who won the first one? I want to say didn't didn't Yuri win that first one? Because I want to say Nemkov. He made such big strides in his wrestling in his last matchup. That one at least is a rematch. That's what's kind of fun. Yeah. There. Uh, it uh, was Vadim Nemkov. He did beat he he back at Risen uh, in 2015. Yuri did beat uh, Vadim Nemkov. So okay. Uh, Glover versus Corey Anderson. I'm gonna go with Corey Anderson, only because I think Glover has uh, gotten old pretty quickly. Yeah, that's interesting because if you remember, uh, they they have fought and Glover did win that, but different today, obviously. Yeah. And then Magomed Ankalaev versus Phil Davis. Ooh, that's a good one. And I'm going to go with Ankalaev if he remembers that uh, he doesn't have to be a striker. And against Phil Davis, I think that would be a great wrestling matchup. But I think the most interesting one is the next one down. Jan Blahovich versus Ryan Bader. That's a fun matchup, man. Yeah, it, it is. But I just think Ryan Bader's kind of past his prime there. I, I'm not even that – at that point – I don't think it's it's that crazy to think that um, that yeah Jan would be fine. I think well, I'd be more worried if it was someone you know more athletic and faster, but I don't think Blahovich is really gonna outquick him that much. Okay. Uh, hey, I did pull up the welterweight. I'll just I'll just go. So Leon Edwards versus Yaroslav Amosov. Leon. All right, Kamaru versus Logan Storley. Oh, <laughs> Kamaru. Uh, Colby. Versus Michael Page. Ooh. I hate to break. I mean, you, you don't want to admit this. It's going to be cold, but he's going to lay and pray and smother him to death. He probably will. He's definitely going to attempt to do that. But I think, especially knowing that that's the, uh, that's the plan, I think MVP can uh, get him with a, a knee or something like that. Uh, and then Hamzat versus anybody that you know, he takes care of. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Although it would be interesting to see which weight class Hamzat would actually be in. Yeah. All right, you want to do a fun little heavyweight? So Francis versus Ryan Bader. Francis. Uh, you've got Cyril Gaon versus Valentin well, Moldovsky. Francis with good knees, yeah. Cyril Gaon versus Moldovsky. Gone. Yeah, and then Stipe versus Litton Vassell. Stipe if he wants to wrestle. I mean, it's, it's, it's Stipe all day. Um, well, that was fun. Fun exercise there, Eddie. I mean, obviously, only a couple of them do I think that the UFC would actually lose. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty clear across the board. Yeah, it is. All right, Eddie, when we come back, you better get your bow tie ready. You better, you better oh. look formal. It's time to do the tappies. Guys, you're listening to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com, and we will be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, the most dangerous show in Texas presents their year-end awards, the Tappies. Eddie, that is right. The most dangerous show in Texas gives out their most famous awards, the Tappies. We look back at 2022, Eddie. We're going to talk about the male fighter of the year, the female fighter of the year, the best submission, the knockout, the breakthrough fighter, the upset of the year, the comeback of the year, the comeback fighter. Event, story, moment, and fight. And Eddie, you know what? I actually might even throw a couple curveballs at you. Uh oh. But you and these curveballs, but let me straighten up my bow tie. There we go. You look good. You look formal. And, and Eddie, it's time to get into it. And, and we're not gonna go. We're not gonna wait until the end and, and give out uh, the fighter of the year. We're going. We're hitting it hard. We're going to the top. Uh, and then at the end, we're gonna make our predictions. We're gonna make our predictions for oh, who yeah. is gonna be the champion. At the end of 2023, we've done this over and over again. I might even say that we've been doing it before anyone else was doing it because that's now a popular thing to do. You see other podcasts giving out their champions. We have been doing this. Gosh, we go back, and, and I've been saying this for years, that I have it back to 2017 when you and I were picking who was going to be the champion Wow! at the end. Uh, that's when you actually picked. Uh, you picked TJ Dillashaw. You picked... Uh, no, you actually picked Cody Garbrandt. You picked Khabib back then, Eddie. We all remember 2018. Look at when, all these champs, yeah. you know, champs I picked. 
I mean, they did win titles sooner or later. You did. So, Eddie, let's get into it. Let's go fighter, male fighter. Let's hear it. Male fighter of the year. Eddie, I'm going to give it to you. You go ahead and go first. Male fighter of the year. Well, our nominees, we've had uh, Aljamain Sterling, Islam Magachev, Alex Volkanovsky, Alex Pajeda. A couple of these guys, they kind of just downgraded just because of who they fought. Aljamain Sterling, he beat Peter Yan and TJ Dillashaw. But the Dillashaw fight was kind of a, I don't want to say a scam, but Dillashaw was hurt. It barely counts, right? Islam Makhachev, the Bobby Green fight, barely counts. You know, short notice. So, left with Pajeda, both Alex's, Pajeda and Volkanovski. And to me, it's just the quality of competition. And for that, despite what Alex Pajeda has done, and it is amazing, for me, Alexander Volkanovski. Two title defenses against the Korean Zombie and Max Holloway. That's impressive. And it's a quiet fighter of the year, too. I do. I do really like Alexander Volkanovsky. I think that, you know, in any other year, Eddie, I actually might agree with you. I might agree that Alexander Volkanovsky is the fighter of the year. You thought. You thought we were going on the same one. And that's because I only put Alex on there. But this <laughs> Alex is not... Alexander Volkanovsky, the fighter that I picked is Alex Pajeda. Now, you talk about wins, you talk about uh, Max Holloway, that's a good quality win. But I hate to break it to you, the Korean zombie fight, that was not a good quality win. If you remember, the Korean zombie at UFC 273, he was brought in at a last minute. So he was brought in before that fight, he came in as a huge favorite. Max Holloway was supposed to have that fight, they didn't... uh, you know, we thought maybe they would wait and they'd find out, you know, Josh Emmett and, uh, and Calvin Cater. Maybe they could throw the winner of that fight in there. But they decided to go with the Korean Zombie. Volk handled him. But, granted, that last minute. Bruno Silva, not great. Not a, not a great win. But Sean Strickland, I think that was a good win. I think that, obviously, Israel Adesanya, that's a great win. Uh, I think both of those guys are ranked. I think Sean Strickland is ranked higher than the Korean Zombie. And Israel Adesanya ranked higher than Max Holloway, which is why I gave it to Alex Pajeda. But you also didn't see Alex Volkanovsky getting beat up for four rounds. True, true. But you also didn't see him fight those extra the four rounds either because he only had two fights. So Didn't need it. All right, Eddie, let's jump on. This is something we actually might be in unison together. Let's go to the other side. Female Fighter of the Year. All right, Eddie, who is your female Fighter of the Year? I think to me this one is pretty easy. Um... You know what? I'm not even going to explain. I'll let you do it. Zhang Wiley gets her title back. 2022 Female Fighter of the Year. Yeah, you know, it's actually tough, right? Because there's not a ton of great options of who could be the uh, the Female Fighter of the Year. You have Amanda Nunez. She only had that, that uh, um, you know, she lost her title, then she won it back. That's mm-hmm. exciting. Uh, you have Larissa Pacheco. She's 4-0. She beat Kayla Harrison in the finals of the PFL Championship. That's a great win. The other people that she beat... Not great. Uh, but Zhang Wiley, she TKO'd Ioana. She retired Ioana and Jacek. Uh, she defeated Carla Esparza by sub. She regained her title. You're going to hear her name again later from me. But yeah, Zhang Wiley, she's obviously the female fighter of the year. All right, Eddie. Yeah, and, please. Yeah, I was going to say, anytime you beat Ioana and you win a title, that's damn impressive. Yeah. It's hard to beat. I agree. Uh, and let's jump over to the submission, Eddie. Submission of the year. Submission of the year. For me, it's not just an impressive submission, a pretty submission, something you don't see all the time. It's the moment and the magnitude of the moment. And for me, there was, you know, there was Oliver and Gaethje, Jessica Andrade, um, Stevie Ray hit a twister on Anthony Pettis. That's one of those impressive, surprising ones. But for me, Yuri Prochaska defeating Glover Teixeira in the fifth round for the title when he was losing on pretty much every scorecard. That is a submission of the year for me. Yeah, I have to agree with you, right? I, I like the Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje. Uh, I like the Jessica Andrade standing triangle choke. I thought that was over Amanda Lemos. Uh, but I think you're right. I think I think it does matter, uh, which is interesting because in a second you're going to hear me say that uh, magnitude 
and timing and like what the meaning of the fight does doesn't matter. But for this one, where uh, Yuri was <laughs> losing the fight and how he came and got that over a guy like Glover, I think it uh, was definitely the, uh, the submission of the year. Yeah, especially a non-submission artist choking out a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Basically, the coach of a lot of fighters. That was what made it even bigger. And Charles Oliveira, you expect him to choke someone out, right? So nothing that he does that uh, in that vein is surprising. So that's kind of a... Maybe our standards are too high for him. But, yeah. No. Yuri over Glover, that's the one. Totally get it. All right, Eddie. Let's go over Knockout of the Year. Knockout of the Year. Along the same lines, for me, at least... As a submission of the year, knockout of the year is the timing, the magnitude, the moment. And there was, um, let's say, you mentioned earlier, Pajero versus Strickland. It was Molly McCann hit a pretty spinning elbow. Demetrius Johnson hitting the flying knee to win the one title. That was my runner-up. Uh, Chris Gutierrez retiring Frankie Edgar. That was, that was sad. Um, Chandler versus Ferguson. Viral kick. But for me... It was Leon Edwards coming back and throwing the Hail Mary of all Hail Marys and knocking out Kamaru Usman for the welterweight title with like a minute to go in the fight. That was the knockout of the year. Tough to not tough to not say that that's the knockout of the year. The magnitude of the fight, coming back, winning the title, the moment after. The, and the memes. Like, oh my God. doubt me now. The, the In the cage afterwards. But the meme, you, you say memes, are the memes that came from the Tony Ferguson front face kick that yeah. just disfigured him. Michael Chandler, uh, front kick, UFC 274. Uh, that was, he just, Ferguson just crumples down. The whole kind of Tony Ferguson year is just kind of sad. The whole past, like, few years. Yeah. Uh, Eddie, I am not going to fault you, and you're probably right. Uh, Leon Edwards uh, had cool. an incredible KO, but Michael Chandler, that he gets my vote for KO of the year. And I understand it. Like I said, like I said it was very violent, the, the, the still frames of it are about as viral as the pictures of Kamaru Usman laying on his back with his eyes wide open. Yes. Totally get it. It's just, for me, the moment was bigger in the title fight. All right. All right, let's move on. Breakthrough Fighter of the Year. All right, Eddie, the Breakthrough Fighter of the Year. This one, I, I, there's there's an easy answer. And and I think that we and I, you and I will both have the same guy. But before we get there, uh, I want to just call out one other fighter. All right. Cheeto Vera. I think that Cheeto Vera, yes, he had that win over Sean O'Malley. He did have that fight, and he, he lost to, to Jose Aldo. But Cheeto Vera is on the cusp right now of, you know, I look at what I'm trying to figure out who are going to be my champions at the end of 2023. When I look at the Bantamweight division, there's only a few people that could even have a chance to fight for a title. You got Sean O'Malley. You have... Henry Cejudo, mm-hmm. and you got the winner of Cheeto Vera versus Corey Sanhagen. And I actually don't even think Corey Sanhagen could do it if he wins. It's Cheeto Vera. Cheeto Vera had a win over Dominic Cruz. He had a win over Rob Font, both finishes, and he is just vicious. And I think he is just at a point where, uh, you know, those guys are main eventing a fight, I think, in March. I wish it was in San Antonio. It's going to be at the Apex. I think March 8th is the date of it. And uh, But Cheeto Vera, yeah. he has had a breakthrough year, I think, but I wouldn't, I'm not going to give it to him. You, you have to give it to Alex Bajeda. He was, you know, I think he had his first fight in the UFC at Madison Square Garden in last November in 2021. And then he had three fights. He won the title. What an incredible kind of first full year of fighting for Alex Bajeda. Yeah, that is uh, pretty impressive, man. I don't think anything's ever been accomplished like that in the history of uh, high-level maybe, MMA. Maybe Brock. But maybe, but Brock, I would not. I would, I would maybe take down the high level MMA down for Brock. So, well, look, you, you become the UFC World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, you don't get any higher. True, you know, baddest man on the planet. So, you know, we we might make fun of him now, just like people talk about Ronda. But at their time, they were the top of the mountain. The mountain has moved. It has shifted. It has gotten bigger and better. But at the time, they were there. All right, Eddie. Let's move on. Let's go to upset of the year. Upset of the year. This one, to me, there are three, basically three nominations. Alex Pajeda, who we talked about ad nauseum. Leon Edwards, who we've almost talked about ad nauseum. But you can't forget there are other organizations, Jordan, 
And over in the Professional Fighters League, you had the Queen of the Mountain, Kayla Harrison. She'd been the lightweight champ, what, two, three years in a row? She'd already defeated her twice? Yeah. She had faced Larissa Pacheco twice and defeated her both times. And now they meet for the third time for the title, for the big million-dollar check. And let me tell you, Larissa Pacheco, she put on weight. She added strength. You know, and with her experience in the cage against uh, Kayla Harrison before, she was able to pull out the decision. And let me tell you, that one shook up the PFL. I agree. I mean, you, you talked about Kayla Harrison never fighting in the tournament again. She was going to move on. And like they were talking about, how do we fight her against Chris Cyborg? Uh, that was a huge upset. Yeah. And I mean, especially because of the fact that you couldn't find anyone that's actually her own size to fight her. So everyone she was fighting were blown up bantamweights and possibly featherweights who were going up to 155. Yeah. So to actually lose to someone smaller than you after you've basically been ragdolling that whole division for three years, um, that's shocking. At least as far as uh, Pajera and Edwards go, they were in the same weight class. Yeah, it's true. Larissa Pacheco was not a lightweight. All right, Eddie, let's talk. We're going to come and talk comeback fighters, but this is comeback in a fight. All right? In a fight. Comeback of the year. Say that again, what you just said, Eddie. In a fight. Yes, in a fight. This is this is not a comeback fighter who has been on down its luck. This is someone who's coming back in a fight. For me, Eddie, I told you that I would bring back Leon Edwards later on. Uh, Leon Edwards coming back in the fifth round, down on the scorecards, and throwing that Hail Mary kick uh, has to be the comeback of the year. There's been some other ones. Alex Pajera, obviously that was good. Uh, but I'm going to go with Leon Edwards here. Yeah. For me, the Edwards kick was, I, I hate saying luck, because he threw the kick with intention. But it's not like he was building up and coming back. It was just all of a sudden, bang, it happened. The, uh, the Matt Schnell versus Sumer Darji fight at UFC on ABC3, that one was chaos. It should have been, Matt Schnell should have been knocked out like twice in the second round. And to come back and win that fight the way he did. All bloody. Just, just all bloody. And just crimson masked out and get that submission. And put him out. He put out yeah. Suma Jerry. Like, Lights out. Uncut, yes. Yeah, no. To, to come back from that and to actually, you know, do something more than just like one quick punch, one quick kick. That to me, and especially with it being such chaos and so bloody, that makes it the comeback of the year for me. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on to the comeback fighter of the year. Comeback fighter of the year. All right, Eddie. For me, I, I mentioned this before. Zhang Guaili, uh, she was 0-2 in 2021. She lost twice to Rose. Uh, I have to say that she is my comeback fighter of the year. Um, you know, obviously, there's some other people that you've mentioned before. Uh, why don't you give us who you think it is? And Zhang Guaili, she's a good uh, choice, I'd say. But for me, this guy came back from so much internet ridicule, a year off because of injury. And even though he was the champ, having to put up with so much and so much doubt and no one even knowing if he would actually be able physically to come back and beat the guy who was, let's be honest, kicking his butt the first time they fought. To come back and get that win and then beat T.J. Dillashaw to defend his title. Again, technically, that's two defenses. Aljamain Sterling, comeback fighter of the year. I I do have to say that uh, Aljo did bring some of it upon himself, though. Let's just be honest. He did. He did. But, (laughs) But, yeah, man, the internet hates him. And by internet, I mean, you know, lots of MMA incels and trolls. But he took a lot, a lot of hate. And being on the shelf for a year with his injuries. So, yeah. And not knowing if he was ever going to come back at that level. And to come back at that level and prove it, that does that says a lot. I agree. No one ever really doubted Zhang Wiley's ability anymore. She just had some tough fights. True. All right, Eddie, let's move on. Event of the year. Event of the year. All right, I'm going to let you start with this one, Eddie, and give your pick. Because yours is Oh, wrong. man. What? Go ahead. How dare you? UFC 281, Adesanya versus Pajeda. Man, you look back at this. Two titles changing hands. No decisions on the main card. Actually, the last decision was the opening bout of the prelims on ESPN+. Okay? And only two other decisions on the early prelims. And like I said, two titles changing hands. Poirier versus Chandler, which is a fight of the year candidate. 
Okay. Dan Hooker uh, gets a body kick TKO. Chris Gutierrez, <sighs> bless his soul, uh, retires Frankie Edgar. Nato Moicano gets a sub. Poor Dominic Reyes takes it again. And this card was all over the place with the finishes, the great fights, two title changes. How dare you? Well, you're wrong. Uh, it's not bad. UFC 281 was Did good. Did I mention it was at Madison Square Garden? It was at Madison Square Garden. Uh, some other ones, Eddie, honorable mentions. You got UFC London. You had Tom Aspinall, the first one. Patty and Molly say, yeah. all win. Uh, you had UFC 271. Uh, Izzy defeats Robert Whitaker. Uh, Taito Avasa defeats Derek Lewis. Jared Cannonier, Derek Brunson. You were there, actually, for that one, Eddie. Hanato Moicano, Bobby Green. Uh, you had UFC 275. We talked about that. That was Yuri versus uh, Glover. Uh, we had UFC 277. Not that bad. Dallas, Not yeah. bad. Uh, Amanda had, gets her title back. You had the PFL Championships. That was pretty good. That uh, was always fun. But the correct answer, Eddie, it's got to be UFC in Austin. It was outside of the apex. You had 13 fight cards. You saw nine finishes, 11 fo- post-fight bonuses. Uh, just an all-around fun night of fights. UFC Austin is my event of the year. It was a fun night of fights, but there were no titles on the line. That's okay. All right, Eddie, let's get into the story of the year. Oh, these next ones, uh, not so much happy. Not, not so happy. Yeah, this is, this is kind of tough. Ready? Story of the year. All right, Eddie, there's a lot of different stories. Uh, I think right away we have to talk about what is going to be the future of the Power Slap League. Uh, and I hate <laughs> to say that it's called – and I know you want to laugh at it, right? Because on, on New Year's Eve um, – there's a video from TMZ. I'm sure you've heard it by now. I'm sure you've seen it by now uh, of Dana White uh, slapping his wife, uh, Anna. And they both put out comments uh, that Dana White had an interview on TMZ. Uh, but if you remember back, I mean, Dana White has said on multiple occasions that you do not come back from hitting a woman. And I'm very interested to see, uh, A, first off, how yeah. does TBS move forward? He means forward? if you're poor. How does okay. the UFC, or excuse me, how does TBS move forward? With something called Dana White's Power Slap League, after that, uh, I, I don't. I think it's just um, it's tone deaf. It is bad taste, and, and I just can't see that some executive is like that's a really good idea. Um, I think that just on the whole side of it, everything that happened there, and you can give your comments in a second, but it, it's it's incredible for me to hear from UFC fans, from UFC fighters. Uh, who are somehow condoning this or somehow giving this the okay that this is something that is acceptable in any way, in any world, ever, ever, ever. This is this is not acceptable. I don't care that she hit him first. I don't even, I don't need to see video that she, you just don't ever do that. Uh, that that's just not, it's not okay in any world. And so, you know, I, I saw people write like, hey, this is why I don't watch MMA Reason, you know, one 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 two, right? Like, Dana White, this is this is despicable, right? And this is something that right. never should happen. Um, and so, moving away from the power slap league, I, I don't know if that's going to be it. But I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I just, it's bad taste, and I can't see them moving forward with that. Oh, I can totally see them moving forward with it because of the money. And if uh, if they did it like they first did the Ultimate Fighter, the UFC probably purchased the airtime from TBS. So um, it depends on the contracts, but. I don't know what world you live in, but I could totally see them moving forward. Um, and I thought you didn't want to go with this direction with it, which is why I was kind of giggling at first, because the the, the oh, I'm not even going to get into it. But yeah, I unfortunately I can see the whole thing just being glossed over, especially because of the time that it happened, when there's not a lot of uh, a lot of fight news going on, not a lot of people are thinking about fights, not a lot of people are paying attention. And this is one of those things that just happened over a holiday weekend. So, how much is it in the news these days? Like, if you looked at ESPN or something, it's not on ESPN today, at all. Yeah, you're not going to find it. So, it totally swept under the rug. Like, weekend holiday news dump, and it's gone. Yeah, so I mean, I can see um, there will still be people online that mention it as the Power Slap League moves along and as it debuts on TBS. But I can totally see it moving forward. Yeah, I, I will. Uh, I'll give you a hint, Eddie, on, on one of the um, categories I'm going to give you in a little bit. It's, it's the disappointment of the year, and and while this is not my disappointment of of 2022, this is probably going to be 
my disappointment of 2023 of how this is handled of people just kind of sweeping mm. this under the rug of uh and and with no consequence at all and and you should have consequences you should not come back from this right listen man if the owner of the patriots can be on video at a uh massage parlor doing things that shouldn't be happening at massage parlors and the authorities know about it and they have it and that still gets swept under the rug you don't think dana white uh hitting his wife will get swept under the rug too I mean, especially I, when she's not going to file charges. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little different, right? I think it's not not by much. Well, uh, I, I didn't know. I didn't plan on going into this at so far into this one, but that is one of the stories. Uh, Power slap league. Um, we won't be covering it. You know, it's, it's not going to be something that's that's not going to be a regular thing on the show here. No. Nah. Um, you know, obviously one is coming to Prime Video. I think that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, gonna, that was cool. One's also in 2023. They're going to have their first event in Colorado. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I remember watching the first one where Demetrius won the title back, and I was in Nashville for my birthday weekend. So yeah, that was uh, that was pretty cool watching that. The whole Nate Diaz um, kind of thing. Nate Diaz retiring. Yeah, that was crazy. Just how he got uh, Hamzat. Hamzat doesn't make weight, and then he gets to go out on top against Tony Ferguson. Yeah, um, Masvidal decking Colby in Miami. Yeah, that's, that, that, and that's, and that, that hasn't even played itself out, right? We haven't seen Colby no, fight it, or Masvidal. That's crazy. Uh, for yeah. me, Eddie, though. It's got to be like the story for me that's still unfolding is the gambling in the UFC. Uh, what happened with the Derek Minner fight, um, you know, now that he suspended, James Krause is suspended. Uh, Jeff Molina has been suspended and he was pulled off the fight that he was fighting. I think this weekend um, he was fighting last weekend and that fight he just got pulled off. And now we know that he's suspended. And so this is not this story is interesting. This is going to have long reaching impact. And this story is not over. That's what I would say. Yeah. That is huge, Jordan, but you're wrong. And uh, people kind of forget because it's been almost a year now. This started, this thing started out like last February, I believe. But Cain Velasquez shooting at a truck after, uh, after the uh, molester of one of his children, getting arrested, getting jailed, and just the way the MMA community kind of banded behind him. That is the story of 2022. Yeah, no, I I think that's. Uh, I mean, obviously, we're, we're still the know. way you wanted him to run off to Mexico. I did want that. I wish he would have done that. So. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's 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 it, move on. Let's go to the moment of the year. Moment of the year. Eddie, there's some good moments. There's some bad moments. Um, you know, we it it this year's been interesting. The for me, the Moicano get Moicano his money. I thought that was a fun <laughs> moment after his win. Uh, this was not when he came off of short notice to fight RDA. Uh, this was his next fight, and, and Moicano wants to get paid. And so it was great to see that, and hopefully he does get paid. Uh, yeah. you, you know, Obviously, for me, I think that the, the moment was just that first UFC London card. Uh, the crowd was great there. Uh, and just overall, in general, that moment was, uh, was, was the moment of the year for me. I wish I was there. Those, those are the fight cards you wish you went to live. You will never see a fight card at the O2 Arena, Jordan. You, I don't know if that's you, true or you don't not. Know but that's, you, know, you don't have to say that. Hey, if you say I can't, I say you can't. All right. For me, the moment of the year was a sad moment. And it was the moment we all found out about the death of Anthony Rumble Johnson. Someone that's been on our TV screens for years and years now. Different weight classes in the UFC, out of the UFC, into Bellator. Um, just known for such entertaining fights and vicious knockouts and still being a um, well, good personality. Just, although there were some issues. I'm not going to get into those right now. But from what everyone else who talked to him, like professionally, and everyone who knew him, great guy to be around, entertaining, you know, mesmerizing fights. Um, the death of Rumble Johnson is one of those moments that stuck with me. Yeah, I mean, and then you have, I mean, like, just deaths in general. Like, Tim, Tim Bonner, he, he passed away at the end of the year. Uh, it's just, just, just rough. Uh, all right, Eddie, let's move on from there. Let's go to the fight of the year. Fight of the year. I think we're in lockstep with this, Eddie. There's some good ones. Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. Uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson versus Kevin Holland. Uh, but you got to go with Glover versus Yuri. Hey, UFC don't about Gilbert versus Hobbs. Oh, that was fun, too. But you got to go with Glover versus Yuri. You got to. You got it. There's so much on the line, back and forth. Glover, what he had, he had at least three rounds in the in the books, and that fifth round was just crazy. And the finish, and Glover getting submitted at all 
is a is a shocker. But getting submitted by Yuri Prochaska is even bigger shocker. Yeah. For the title, I mean, that was a great night. I agree. Well, All right, Eddie. Yeah. I mentioned before your disappointment. What was your disappointment for 2022? Man, I had a few. Um, let's mention. Well, Kane was one of them. Yeah. Um. Carlos Barza versus Rose Namunas. That fight stunk. Uh, it was really a stinker. Um, but for me, for the greatest mixed martial artist of all time, lose a boxing match to a YouTuber. That was the biggest disappointment of all of the year. Yeah. No, I I, I could I could have seen that one for you, uh, Eddie. For me, yeah. uh, the biggest disappointment for me is that the UFC pay per views, right? They, these prices continue to go up. It's it's now you know it's gone up like four years in a row, and it's seventy nine ninety nine now going forward. Sheesh. Now this wouldn't be terrible if we saw fighters like John Jones, Conor McGregor, or maybe Francis Ngannou after January. I haven't seen Francis fight you know since January, <laughs> right? So like if you're going to increase these prices, then I need to see these superstar fighters. I need to see multiple fights from Conor McGregor. I need to see John Jones back. I need to see more Francis Ngannou. So the biggest disappointment to yeah. me is that we just didn't get to see the John Jones out there, the Conor McGregor. We haven't seen John Jones fight since UFC 247, where you had to look over my head to see John Jones fight in the cage. He hasn't been there since before the pandemic. That seems like, you know, years, of, eons ago. Eddie. It does. And so and let's not forget that also ESPN plus price has gone up too. It's just, I mean, sure, the cost of that, but like if you're going to raise prices, I want to see you pay these fighters to get them yeah. on my screen. You can't keep pulling out these fights and then not get John Jones, Conor McGregor. Get the deal done with Francis. Let's get him back in there. And I'd like to complain about it more, but it turns out that these price the price gouging isn't being done by the UFC. It's all ESPN. I mean, the UFC, the UFC gets their paid. They get paid up front, and, the UFC, and ESPN takes everything else. So they're taking the pay-per-view money. They're taking our ESPN Plus subscription. So ESPN is driving these prices up, and the UFC is not getting it. Well, they already, they've already got theirs. But you would think with that money that they're getting that they could pay people more. But that's also the reason we have so many lackluster fight night events with uh, 10 guys with no Wikipedia pages. That's why, they they're, still, that's why they're still anyway, in the Apex so much. Gonna look. Yeah, All exactly. right. All right, so with your disappointment, let's go to predictions. Uh, Eddie, I told you a second ago that the UFC prices are going up, and I'm, and I'm sad, I'm mad, because we had lack of superstar fights. But guess what? We're going to see John Jones back in there. We're going to see Conor McGregor back in there. We're going to see Francis Ngannou back in there. I think that both all three of those fighters will fight in 2023. I got to agree with you there. Um, it remains to be seen what weight class Conor will be at. You know, at the moment, I think he's a light heavyweight, so who knows? <laughs> um, my biggest prediction, though, and this is kind of a homer one, that, again, for the second year in a row, there'll be at least three events in Texas. I hope so, and I will be at them, Eddie. Yeah, last year they hit Dallas, Houston, and Austin. This year they've already started with San Antonio in March. And you know they have such a close relationship with the other Fertitta in Houston, so that one's almost guaranteed. So let's just get that Dallas card done. Exactly. How about Austin Cardigan? Austin would be great. That was a great one. Yeah, I don't oh. want to drive that far. All right, guys. Right now, so Eddie and I, we are going to, if you want to listen to Eddie and I, give our picks for champions at the end of 2023. You got to follow us on the podcast. So go to Fight Night ATX on, on is it on, uh, it's on iTunes. iTunes, um, Spotify. Yes, on moves. Spotify as well. But let's get into it, Eddie. Let's pick the champions at the end of 2023 right now. So oh, I'll man. go over the champions. So on January 1st, the champ, let's go for the women's first. We got straw weight. You got Zhang Wiley. You've got flyweight Valentina Shevchenko. Uh, Bantam weight, you got Amanda Nunez. And then at featherweight, you also have Amanda Nunez. Who is going to be the champion of the straw weight division, Eddie, at the end of 2023? Well, you know, this would be a lot tougher decision for me to make if I knew Rose's intentions. But everything you keep hearing was like sounds like, well, if she wants to come back, if she feels like fighting again. So because we don't know if she even wants to step in the cage again, I'm going to say uh, Zhang is holding on to that belt. 
Zhang Wiley, it's just it's a good one to pick. You know, I'm looking at Amanda Lemos. Uh, I'm looking at uh, she'd be the really only person that I see. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say uh, Amanda Lemos gets the title. What? At you never go on limbs. I know. All right, flyweight Eddie. You know, I was thinking about Talia Santos, but the fact that she came so close to beating Valentina means that when they rematch, she will not come anywhere near that close to beating Valentina. So Valentina Shevchenko holds the title. I, as much uh, as I hate going scratch, who's going to take it? I agree. I think it's going to be Valentina too. you got Menno uh, Fierro, and you've got uh, Alexa Grasso those, as people who could fight each other to see who is going to have that chance to fight. Uh, that's why I, I got to think that it's got to be Valentina. All right, Eddie. Let's go Bantamweight. Easy. Amanda Nunes, the lion just, lioness just got her title back. She's not giving it up. Yeah, there's no, there's nobody out there that's going to defeat Amanda Nunes. How about what? featherweight? Though? I thought you were – I just knew that you were going to say Shevchenko moves up to Bantamweight and takes the title. Oh, I, would, I just knew you were going to say I that. would love that, but it's, I just don't see it. If, it's not, if it hasn't happened yet, it's not going to happen this year. Uh, how about featherweight, Eddie? I think the featherweight division might finally be folded this year. All right, so is that your pick that there's no champion? No, there'll be it'll still be Amanda Nunes, but I think it'll be the last champion that they have. Okay. I, don't, I don't think there'll even be any featherweight title matches. So, do you think there'll be a there will be a featherweight champion on the UFC website at the end of 2023? Because that, that's what you're saying. If it folds, they won't have that champion anymore. You can say none. I'm gonna say Amanda. Okay, I'm also gonna say Amanda. I don't think it. I don't think it folds just yet. So you, you don't want to uh, take something away from uh, one of your huge stars like that. I was I was hoping I was hoping you were gonna do that though. So, all right, Eddie, flyweight. Who is gonna right, be now? It gets interesting. Who is going? Sorry, let's go. Let's go. Men's division flyweight champion is Devison Figueredo. Bantamweight is Aljamain Sterling. Featherweight is Alexander Volkanovsky. Lightweight is Islam Makachev. Volk is fighting Makachev uh, in February. Leon Edwards, uh, Alex Pajeda. Light heavyweight doesn't have a champion, and Francis Ngannou is the heavyweight champion. Who is the champion at flyweight at the end of the year? I am going with the assassin baby himself, Brandon Moreno. He's going to take the title in the what, quadrilogy. He's going to hold on to it. He might defend it one or I'm going to say one more time this year. Eddie, I actually agree with you that Brandon what? Moreno is going to defeat no Davison Figueredo at uh, when they fight. Later this month. And I do agree that he's going to defend it one time. Unfortunately, what? he's going to lose that fight in the defense. Oh. And he's going to lose it to uh, Alexandre Pantoja. Pantoja will be the champion at the end of 2023 in the featherweight, in the flyweight division. Look at you. You like that? That's a limb go again. outside the box. All right. Let's go to Bantamweight. We have uh, Aljamain Sterling. Like I said before, there's only a handful of people that are actually going to even be in the mix here. Sean O'Malley. Cejudo, uh, and then Mar Chito Vera, essentially. Maybe Marab. That's the only kind of one that's out there, but Aljamain can't be fight, you know, the champion still if Marab is going to get a title shot. So who do you have as the champ at the end of the year? Yeah, this for me was the toughest one to pick just because there's so much talent in that division. Aljamain's going to face Sean O'Malley first. Peter Jan's still out there. Like, or, or is he going to face... Um, I think he fights Cejudo uh, first. Cejudo first, yeah which I still don't understand Dana White giving him a title shot after all the uh, hatred between the two. Um, yeah, so Suhudo, O'Malley, Jan, uh, Chito Vera. But just based off overall talent and skill, I think Sterling holds onto his belt. All right. I'm going to go, I'm going to zag when you zig over here. I'm going Sean O'Malley. I think what? The, I think the belt actually could jump a couple times. I think Suhudo could beat Aljo, and I think Sean O'Malley could beat... Uh, Cejudo. So that's where I think they put us, they put Sean O'Malley in ice and they get him the next title shot after that. Wow. All right, Eddie. Featherweight. We got the great. Alexander the Great. Volkanovsky. He's the champion. Uh, we know that he's going to fight Islam Makachev for the lightweight title. He still has the featherweight title. Uh, Yair is probably going to be... Well, Yair is fighting Josh Emmett the same night for the interim title. Who is going to be the champion at the end of 2022? Three, excuse me. And I think this fight not, might not take place until somewhere near the end of 2023. Um, just because of Volk fighting out of his weight class. But Volkanovski. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's going to be Volk as well. Uh, who do you think wins the uh, interim title? 
Oh, I'm really hoping for Emmett. Yeah. I think Yair gets it. Uh, all right, Eddie. Let's go lightweight division. You got Islam Makachev, the champion. Who there? Ooh, there's a couple. There's a couple bangers that I'm looking at. Yeah. But who is going to be the champion at the end of the year? Please, I feel like I'm going against my own words Please go on a limb. Please go on a limb and say it's going to be Volk. I'm going scratch here and going with Islam. Yeah. I, I would love to see. So I look at the guys who are there. Charles, Dustin, Justin, Benil, Michael Chandler. None of those right. guys are going to beat Islam. Right. But then you look at the killers. You look at the guys coming up. You got Fazeev. You got Gamrot. You got Sarukian. These are the guys that are going to be there. The only other person you can think of is, is Rafael Vazid, but he's a year away. I'm going to stick yeah. with Islam as well. I was going to pick yeah. Patty Pimblett, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to skip him <laughs> right now. So. Okay, now it gets interesting. All right, wait. All right. Let's go welterweight. Leon Edwards, who is going to be the champion? This is tough, right? Does Hamzat get a title fight in 2023? See, I think Hamza does get a title shot in 2023, but not at welterweight. Okay. So I'm going to hold on to that, and I'm going to say Usman gets his title back over across the pond, and he holds it to the end of the year. I thought I could, I thought I could take one from you right there. Uh, I actually agree with you that I think Usman is going to be um, the champion. I'll, I'm going to go on a prediction 2024 right now. I'll put it right oh. here. Uh, I think Shavkat Rachmanov is the champion at the end of 2024, oh. but I don't think it happens this year. So he's and that's a good that's a good guess too because I like him. I do too. He's but fighting. I don't uh, think he's ready yet. I think he's ready. I think he's ready now, and he would he would have give anyone trouble there. He's fighting Jeff Neal at uh, that fight. Just oh. got pushed back to the. Well, I mean, ready as in close enough to the top. That's the problem. He is ready. Yeah. He could win. But I just don't, I don't think he's got the fights in there to get there. So I'm going to go with Kamaru. He's going to have trouble well. getting people up there to fight him. Too. Yeah, I want to see him fight Hamzat. That would be so good. Oh. Uh, all right, middleweight. You got Alex Pajeda. You got Robert Whitaker, Israel Adesanya. I think you might have just tipped your hand a second ago. Who is going to be the middleweight champion at the end of the year? I did tip my hand. And don't shake the tree because I'm out on a limb. Hamzat Shemaev, middleweight champion, end of 2023. All right, I'm going to go with Israel Adesanya. I love, I love the Hamzat idea. Uh, I'm going to go with Izzy. I think Izzy does get his belt back, and that's the next fight that's going to happen. I think he may well get his belt back, but whoever wins between him and Pajeda is going to end up facing Hamzat before the year's over. Yeah. That, and I don't think either one of them can survive his rest. That totally could happen. There's some good guys coming up. Roman Delice, uh, number eight. You actually know that Roman Delice fought in the curtain jerker here in Austin. Uh, all right, oh, Eddie. That's right. And then let's go light heavyweight. Does it really just – I know you're going to – actually, I know this one. You're going to go with the same pick you picked last year. I am, because I should have been right in the first place. Magomed Ankalaev should be the light heavyweight champion right now. And I think before the year is over, he gets that title finally. All right, so who do you think is the champion at the end of this next month, Eddie? Who was it? Uh, Hill and... Uh, Glover? Glover. And that's in Brazil, too, is It's in it? Brazil. Oh, it's going to be sad when Hill puts his lights out. I think Jamal Hill's got what it takes to win that one, but being in Brazil... Um, you know, is he going to go down in enough time to acclimate? Um, is he going to be jet lagged? You know, um, you know. I'm going to go with Hill. Okay. Glover's had his chance. So I think Hill might I think, win that one. I think that it really depends on Yuri Prohaska. Does Yuri Prohaska come back? Is his shoulder okay? Is he healthy? If he is, I think he's going to be the champion at the end of 2023. Well, from what Dana said, that was one of the worst injuries he's ever seen, or his doc the doctors have ever seen from a shoulder. And let me tell you, as someone with bad rotator cuffs, it is easy to mess it up again. And you just look at TJ Dillashaw, how he ended up trying to pop it back in during the fight. You know, even after surgery, it takes a while for everything to harden up enough to be able to throw punches. And to continuously throw punches and try to fight off your back or something like that, it's such a strain on the shoulders, he may never be the same again. Well, and for that reason, I'm also going to go with Magomed Ankalaev. What? I'm going to take that one away from you. You don't get to, you don't get, to get a, uh, an extra point on that one. Come so. on, man. All right, Eddie. Heavyweights. Francis is the champion right now. We know that we want to see John Jones here. Who is going to be the champion at the end of 2023 in the heavy? Who is going to be the baddest man on the planet? Hold on to that tree again. 
because I'm out here with John Jones as the champ. Wow, look at you out there. I, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb as well, but I'm not going to go with John Jones. I'm going to go with Sergey Pavlovich. What? That dude it hits like a ton of bricks, and he's number three in the division. So he is actually someone who could get a title fight, could get it next, but he could be right up there in the mix. Uh, if we never see Stipe again, that just moves him out, right? And then Cyril Gaon. I, I mean, I like Gaon, but Gaon has already fought Francis, and so Sergey Pavlovich could definitely get a chance in there. Uh, Eddie, I'm, I'm drooling over John Jones or Cyril Gaon. Seriously, what's the chance, Eddie, that uh, you become the daddest man on the planet in uh, in 2023? <laughs> uh, I give it two chances: slim and fat. Okay, all right, uh, fat as in good. I like that one. Um, all right, Eddie. That is the Tappies and the 2023 end of the year champions. Guys, we will keep you posted this year how I'm beating Eddie in all these categories. And, uh, guys, we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit. We're going to preview the UFC fight coming up this weekend. You're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. That's Eddie. I'm Jordan. You can follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Eddie, it's always fun when we get to talk about the tapas, when we get a look back at the year. But wouldn't you know, we got to look forward because the UFC is back this weekend and they're back in your favorite place. They're back at the Apex. The Apex. Uh, UFC. The future of fighting. This is UFC. What is it? Fight Night 217. So always exciting, always fun. But I can't believe that the UFC is going back and headlining with Kelvin Gastelum. This is, I mean, Kelvin Gastelum was a draw at one point. But by this point, look, I mean, Kelvin Gastelum, he's now lost. You go to his last six fights. He's lost one fight in the last six to Izzy, to Darren Till, to Jack Hermanson. He beat Ian Hynish. Yes. Uh, Robert Whitaker, Jared Cannonier. Before that, he beat Jacare. Before that, he beat Michael Bisbing. That was back in 2017. That was right after Michael Bisbing, you know, lost that fight to George St. Pierre like two weeks before. But the UFC coming back with Kelvin Gaslam. And I do wonder a little bit, are they just trying to feed him into Nasruddin Imovov? Imovov coming off of wins over Joaquin Buckley, Edmund Shabazian, Ian Heinish. Makes me a little bit, little bit question like what their what their goal is here with Kelvin Gastelum. I'm gonna say yes, they are feeding him, and also at this point they're just throwing crap against the wall because they need something for the calendar. Calendar says, hey, we need fights on this date, and how many people, how many stars, are gonna want to fight right after Christmas and New Year's? None. Yeah, and that's why you get a card like this, where the biggest name has won one fight out of his last six. Yeah, I mean, definitely it's interesting. I mean, if you look back to the, the co-main event, right? You've got Dan Ige. He's coming off of three losses in a row. Uh, Mosar, Evloev, Josh Emmett, and, and, and Chung Sung Jung. Uh, before that, he beat Gavin Tucker. Before that, he lost to Calvin Cater. He's fighting Damon Jackson. Damon Jackson, he's got four wins in a row. His last loss is to Ilya Tapuria. That guy's, that's another guy. Uh, featherweight. He's not going to be the champion at the end of 2023, but he is going to be in the mix come early 2024. Uh you really, also, the most interesting fight on this card is Caitlin Vieira versus Rocky Pennington. Yeah, that that is. I mean, uh, you mentioned uh, you missed Punahele uh, Soriano. That's a fun one. Umar Nurmagomedov. Uh, you know, no, I co- saw him. So that, I mean, you got those <laughs> happening. Well, uh, Eddie, how about that curtain jerker though? I didn't know Sajara Eubank stills in the UFC. I just hope she hasn't grown her hair back too much because uh, you know at one point she had to cut it off to make weight. Uh, so hopefully she's uh, putting on more muscle than hair weight these yeah. days. But yeah. Sarge Banks versus Priscilla Cachoeira. That's a good one. Yeah, not bad. But literally, the women's fights are the only ones with like, that are actually good matchups. The other fights might have like one guy you know or want to see. But matchup-wise, this is a nothing burger. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's definitely not something that you are uh, – it's not appointment viewing. Uh, the one thing I would no. say, Umar Nurmagomedov. And there, there's going to be NFL on. Umar is 15-0. and 0, uh, And so, you know, he is a uh, – you know, he's a – Coach Khabib guy. We didn't mention, you know, Coach of the Year. You got to give it to Khabib, though. Yeah, if there was anyone who was going to get it, it would be Coach uh, Khabib. 
Yeah, Coach. Well, Kennedy. he like owns a lightweight division. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Eddie, how about boxing? I know uh, you know former Bellator fighter. Can we say former? Is that was that what he is? Dylan Dennis. He's fought what once in Bellator Who at knows? least. It was like in 2018 or 19 or something. It's he, he shouldn't even count. He's basically just what uh, Connor's jujitsu coach. He's not even that great in jujitsu, especially if you ask. Uh, uh, also, uh, recent Austinite Gordon Ryan. Uh, Dylan Dennis is not that great, even at black belt level. He's like, well, like, won like sixty percent of his matches. Yeah. So, but he is, he is great at staying relevant and keeping his name out there. And he was bragging recently about just how much money he was going to make for this fight. But apparently, he forgot that you have to prepare for a fight. You have to, you know, spar. You have to make weight. And he's done none of that. And now he's out of his fight with KSI, which was going to be the biggest payday of his life. Yep. Because he's a Dumbass. Uh, any other boxing we want to know about? Uh, it won't be for a couple of weeks, but uh, the next big boxing card, January 28th in London. Arthur uh, Betterbeev versus Anthony Yard for a light heavyweight title, unified light heavyweight title, IBF, WBC, and WBO. That's a big one. That's the next big fight on the, on the horizon. Awesome. Well, Eddie, it's great to catch up. It's great to see you guys. Uh, sports guys talking wrestling, Stu Myrick, Justin Simmons coming up. I hope they talk about uh, Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom uh, from a couple weeks oh, ago. That was, uh, that was awesome. And did you hear about Sasha Banks? I did hear about that. Hey, how about this? I, uh, I, I I'm bought sorry, Mercedes Monet. Yes, I bought a box of uh, WWE Chronicles, Eddie. And okay. uh, that's a new card. And uh, I pulled a American Nightmare Cody Rhodes autograph to 10 out of 10. So that's, uh, that's a big card. Wow. It's kind of exciting. So. Your, your investments are like the weirdest thing I about know. you. It's you the know. worst. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, at least not crypto. Follow us at Fight Night ATX. Might as, might as well be. Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. We are the MMA show of Texas. Tell your friends. Like and subscribe to the podcast. It's great to be back. It's great to see you. And we're going to have a fun year. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Keep safe. Be nice to each other. Stay positive and love your life. And happy 2023. If we ever didn't thank you, let us do it now. Happy trails to you till we meet again.